Ain't gon' tell no lie, yeah. I've been through the fire, but I'm still gon' shine, yeah. Cause I got the lie, yeah. Ain't no way to stop the wave, the devil is a liar. Yeah. Ain't no pain that I can't take when the sun is shining, it's alright. Hey, 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 what's up, good people? What is good? Yo, welcome back to another episode of the Life Defined Podcast. Man, am I excited to be back before you guys once again after a long, long hiatus. I know, uh, but look, we're back, we're ready, and believe me, uh, we're going full steam ahead now. As always, I'm your host, Raymond Watson, aka Ray Watson II, and uh, listen, since this is our first show back, uh, today's show is going to be a little different. Now, typically... On our show, we like to sit down and uh, talk to someone as they talk to us about some of the most significant life-defining moments that they've gone through. And, you know, we like to pull out whatever information we can that may be helpful or beneficial to someone else. But today, it'll just be me uh, talking to you guys about my own uh, life-defining moments and actually how this podcast first came into existence. So, uh, before we get into my own story, I wanted to just give you guys an inside look at the Life Defined podcast and just get into all the the nitty gritty about how we got to be uh, where we are today. So, let's get into it. Now, initially, what sparked the idea for this podcast was a conversation uh, that I had had with a young lady that was going to my church at the time. Uh, now, we were in one of our leadership group meetings with the pastor of our church, and uh, she went on to talk about how she was going through this really, really difficult situation uh, that day and that week. And she talked about how she couldn't even you know, really get her mind right to complete the homework assignment that we had for that week, you know, just because of everything that she was going through. Now, without giving away too many details about her specific situation, uh, she talked about, you know, um, her child's father being sentenced to jail that week and how he could possibly spend the rest of his life behind bars and just having this young little one that she would now have to be raising, you know, all by herself. And while she's going through that, you know, we're in this leadership class and we had this assignment, uh, you know, to work on this message. And so, you know, she talked about all of the pain and the confusion and anguish that she was feeling during those days. But at the same time, she mentioned how she could hear, you know, God speaking through all of that and giving her exactly what she needed to hear, what she needed to remember and actually what um, she was going to speak on for that given night. <laughs> man, <laughs> man, I tell you, uh, by the time she was done speaking that night, I think every one of us uh, were in the room just speechless. And it was at that moment that the idea for a t-shirt came to mind. And here's the idea for the t-shirt. It was going through hell, but glory's coming. Mm. Let me say that one more time for the people in the back. Going through hell, but glory's coming. And then that idea for the t-shirt sparked the basis 
for this podcast, that we would talk to people who had gone through these sort of hellish moments, you know, those moments where they were unsure of whether they'd be able to go on or not, uh, situations that tested them to the very core of who they were as a person, you know, so whether it was serious health challenges or financial challenges, family crisis, or whatever else it, it is, we wanted to create a platform where people could be free to share their experiences about how they went through those moments and how they were able to emerge and come out on the other side. And it's always been our hope that by them sharing their experiences and how they were able to find hope in the midst of what they were facing, that you all, the listeners, will be impacted and encouraged to know that no matter what you may be facing in your own life, that there are others out here who have gone through similar hardships and challenges and found a way to emerge victoriously. So um, I hope that you guys will stick around for everything that's to come on the podcast, because like I said, we're back. And honestly, we're just getting started. We've got some great interviews that'll be coming down the pike with some great friends and uh, family and coworkers and just uh, got a lot of great people uh, that you guys will be hearing from in the, the next few weeks and months. And so uh, with that being said, um, that's just a little backdrop about uh, the Life Defined podcast. Again, what sparked the idea and and yeah, that's how we got to where we are today. So with all that being said, um, I hope I've given you guys a little greater understanding and appreciation for what the Life Defined podcast is all about. And so now um, I just want to take you guys back to one of my first major life-defining moments. Uh, for me, uh, that first major life-defining moment occurred my freshman year of college at the historic Howard University in Washington, D.C. Uh, it was the first time that I had completely been away from home, you know, and pretty much living on my own for the first time. You know, I remember uh, going to Howard and one of my goals was literally <laughs> to experience this 18 to 1 female to male ratio that I had been hearing about all this time. And I mean, what can I say? I'm, I'm just keeping it 100, uh, just keeping it real with the people, you know? Um, so besides the education that I was getting, that was my goal, to get there and to hook up with as many girls as I could while on campus. However, um, if you know anything about God, you know, he sometimes has other plans for us than we have for ourselves. And if my wife were sitting right here next to me, she would probably say, praise the Lord right about now. Uh, but yeah, my freshman year, um, I was at Howard and I had a friend who would repeatedly ask me uh, to come to church with him. And I would always tell him no, you know, straight up. You know, I've been going to church pretty much every Sunday my entire life. And I was in no hurry to go back now. Now that I was away from home and at the house, I was trying to live my life uh, to the fullest. You know, like I said earlier. But for whatever reason, 
eventually I did give in and I finally decided that, you know, I would go and check his church out. If nothing else, it would at least get him off my back and get him to leave me alone. But that was it. After that first time of me going to his church, uh, I think it was, you know, some sort of a Friday night college get together and message, but something just hit me, you know, like, like never before. Like I said, I had been going to church pretty much every Sunday my entire life, but there was something different about this time. Uh, from that very first message, something about it just convicted me, and it made me rethink everything that I had thought about myself, about church, about Christianity, and about God. And so, sure enough, after that first um, time going, I started attending the church on a regular basis. I started going through all of their various studies that they had on, you know, uh, the Bible and repentance and salvation and just a lot of those basic foundational things um, in terms of uh, the faith. And then eventually, you know, I got saved, I got baptized and gave my life to the Lord. Now, at this point, you know, um, I was I honestly felt like a brand new man for the first time. You know, I was surrounded by young people and older people. And it was a church that fully um, showed me what the kingdom of God looked like. There were white people, blacks, Asians, Hispanics, you know, Latinos, just the full rainbow. Everybody was in this church and it really showed me, you know, what the, the body of Christ could look like, you know, in real life. And then these people, it was the first time I had been around a, 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 a large group of people that took their faith seriously. You know, when I was growing up, I was accustomed to, you know, being sort of a, a Sunday Christian. You know, if you were like me, you went to church on Sundays, but then Monday through Saturday, you did what you did, you know. You went to the club, maybe, uh, whatever it is that you were doing Monday through Saturday. That's how we lived our lives. And then Sunday, we hey, we got up in the morning, we went to church, if you were like me. Uh, but this was the first time I had been around a group of people that, again, they took this thing seriously. And every day of the week, they were really living out this faith thing uh, like I had never seen before. So, um, like I said, I was closer to God than I had ever been, and everything seemed like it was coming together in my life. That is, until I found out that the church was a cult. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, yep, yep. You heard me right. Uh, that's when I found out that the church was a cult. Uh, you know, needless to say, when I found that out, words can't explain and express just how devastated I was. I mean, I was shaken to my very core, even deeper, because for me, I felt like I had gone into this thing like a blank slate, uh, just saying, God, here I am, you know. Use me as you see fit. I'm wide open. 
for you, ready to be used for your glory. And I felt like God had led me into something that he good and well knew was a cult this entire time. And so I was hurt. I was angry. I was confused. I was bitter. I mean, I probably felt the gamut of all the emotions that you can think of. It was a pain unlike anything I had ever experienced before. You know, it's one thing to be hurt or betrayed by a family member or a friend or, you know, somebody at work, but it's a whole nother level of hurt and pain and, and anger that you feel when you feel like it's God that did this. Um, and so I, I started to harbor all of this pain and anger and bitterness, not just toward church, but uh, toward God himself. Because again, I felt like, you know, God knew that this thing was a cult and he still led me here for whatever reason. You know, it's like he saw my sincerity and my somewhat innocence and he allowed this to happen, caused it even. And I couldn't even begin to understand why. So for months and months, uh, may have been almost a year, I walked around campus like I was in a fog, just lost and confused, not knowing what to think or believe. And I carried that pain with me every day until one day I was in my dorm room and I just, I just broke down. And I fell to my knees and I just, I cried out to God. I let out all of that pain and confusion and bitterness and anger that I had been holding in for so long. I told him everything about how I felt and how I blamed him for, for all of this. And, and once I let all of that out, I'll never forget. I heard God speak to me clear as day, you know, just as clear as you guys can hear my voice, uh, however you're listening to this, that's how clear I heard God speak to me in that moment. It was as if the clouds had opened and, and God had broke through all of that confusion and ugh, that had built up in my heart and in my mind. And it's like there was this direct line of communication between me and God. And I heard him say, son, you don't understand right now why I allowed you to go through this situation. But in time, you'll see. But I make this promise to you. If you'll trust me and you let me, I will be your teacher. He said, I will be your guide, your source, your refuge, your comforter. I will be everything that you need me to be. And I will make you stronger and wiser than any church or any man ever could. If you'll simply trust me and let me. And after that moment, I stood up, cleaned myself off, and I went forward, never looking back. And from that point on, while I was at Howard, God became my regular teacher and instructor. He'd 
tell me the things he'd want me to read, the places to go, the people to talk to, you know, what to say to them and, and so forth. So he really, truly became my rock in that season. And, and so for me, even though that was one of the most uh, difficult situations that I had ever faced in my life, it also became that first major life-defining moment. Because even though the experience shook me to my core and it made me question everything about God, Christianity, faith, what it did for me was it gave me um, a faith that was established upon God himself. You know, uh, my faith isn't uh, based upon a man, a church, a sermon, uh, something I simply read in a book somewhere. But this is like firsthand experience. This is a, a firsthand encounter that I had with God himself. And so, like I said, it was by far the most difficult experience that I had ever faced in my life up to that point. But again, it was that life-defining moment that established something for me that can never be shaken. And in time, he allowed me to talk to other people who had uh, gone through similar experiences, who were dealing, you know, with, with church hurt or, you know, uh, baggage from things they had gone through and just being hurt by things that they held uh, closest to them, especially when it was uh, something like the church. So when we say the phrase going through hell, but glory's coming, that's not just something we say because it sounds somewhat controversial or catchy, but we say that because that's something that we ourselves have lived and experience. You know, we've gone through experiences that at the time, it feels like you're going through hell. But this podcast and hopefully my story is one of those examples that um, at some point we'll all go through those situations where it feels like you're going through hell. But let my story be a testimony that in spite of that, glory's coming. You know, there is something on the other side of the adversity, uh, something on the other side of the hellish right now. You know, again, just be reminded that glory is coming. Um, and so with that being said, uh, we're going to bring this thing to a close today. Uh, hopefully uh, something I shared today uh, has been an inspiration to you. And I think, you know, that's about all the time we have for today's show. Like I said, I hope you guys enjoyed this special edition of the Life Defined Podcast. Like I said, we're back for good. You guys are going to be getting a regular stream of new episodes now. Again, I'm your host, Raymond Watson, a.k.a. Ray Watson II. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. And as far as the Life Defined Podcast, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, as well as, Inst um, I don't think we're on Instagram, but we're on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we're on Facebook and Twitter right now. Maybe, you know, we'll work on Instagram 
um, in the coming weeks and months. But again, you can look us up at Life Defined Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. And until then, I hope you guys uh, remember uh, what we always say. You might be going through hell right now, but just remember, glory's coming. Uh, it's like that, that old song says, trouble don't last always. Because what? Joy cometh in the morning. <laughs> well, that's it for me. I will catch you guys next time on the Life Defined Podcast. Ain't gon' tell no lie, I've been through the fire, but I'm still gon' shine, yeah, cause I got the liar. Ain't no way to stop the wave, the devil is a liar. Ain't no pain that I can't take when the sun is shining.